0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It is the APC podcast again here at AcmePackingCompany.com, part of SP Nation. Fox Media, all that fun stuff. It's the off season. officially now. There was a Super Bowl. Someone won. Cleveland, maybe. I'm not. I'm not too sure. I am Zach Rapport. Hey, 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 Ben, Ben Foldy. I'm Ben Foldy. And uh, where's Alex? He's gone. Mm.
1: I like the again
0: though. Yeah. It's Like, <laughs> we're back again. Yeah. It's we like we are us
1: again. You happen to click on this again, <laughs>
0: <laughs> unless you are uh, subscribed, in which uh, case we thank you. Um, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, wherever podcasts are found. At the APC Pod on Twitter, lots of uh, nonsense going down there. Uh, we are going to talk uh, in a little bit about. We're going to have a cut candidate conversation. It's
1: good alliteration.
0: We're going to hit on some some news items, but first, Ben, it's been a little while since uh, you and I have been sitting in the big chairs here. How are you doing? I'm good,
1: working hard, not getting much time to pay attention to football because I'm covering banks and real estate and all sorts of other
0: stuff. Exciting stuff in uh, in New York today.
1: Yesterday. It's going to go online tomorrow, right? So.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Yesterday. Podcast world. Forgot about that. You're wearing a very holiday appropriate tie. It is Valentine's Day.
1: Is it holiday appropriate? Eh, it's pink. Oh, it's got food on it. Oh, no. It's got like a hole in it. Fucking sorry.
0: It's my cat. <laughs> it's my goddamn cat. You look very It's a great jabber. tie, though. I love this tie. Yeah. The jacket looks nice. You're all, you're all suited up, man. You're kitted up. Yeah. You look good.
1: I got to, you know, I'm looking forward to the draft, getting, getting selected, hearing my name call.
0: <laughs> I'm happy to spend Valentine's Day here with you, my one true love. Yeah.
1: Me too. <laughs> Have you announced your big change to the listenership? Uh,
0: I haven't. I guess I'll do that yeah. now on Well, the I mean, if you want
1: to. I don't know what your like rules are. There's no rules. There's no... It's not embargoed? No. Okay.
0: No, no embargo. My wife and I are moving to Albuquerque, New Mexico.
1: You have to either put in Neil Young or, or Weird, Weird Al. Al. Yeah, Weird Al. Wherever that is going <laughs> to come up.
0: Uh, we'll insert Weird Al mm, now. Okay, and we're back. <laughs> um, yeah, so at the end of the month in March, we are going to move out there, and uh, don't worry, everyone. We are still going to do the podcast. It was remote before; it will be remote again. And uh, if anything, this uh, I'm optimistic that this will actually allow me to create more content because I'll be working remotely as well, and uh, I'll just live at my desk in my office until I become like physically fused. To the chair.
1: Content machine.
0: That's that's the world we live in, man. All content, all the time. Eyeballs.
1: It'll be you and the Democratic candidate, twenty twenty, neck and neck
0: for like <laughs> eyeballs and ear holes. You. Uh, yeah. Well, go on. It's a it's a it's a podcast after all. Uh, should we get into some some Packers news?
1: Yeah, I honestly tell me what's up with the Packers because I don't know. You've
0: that's, been checked out, man. You've been that's a busy not really guy. true.
1: I I vaguely know what's up with the Packers.
0: I just want to hit on, some like.
1: Meh. Coaching hires. Like, I don't know. Everything's fine.
0: Yeah, the, the, one, uh, th- the one theme I noticed with the coaching hires is that the Packers seem intent on hiring people who look like uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin at various life stages. <laughs> Young white dudes. Yeah. yeah. Usually bald. Some pudgier than others. <laughs> yeah, That's Nathaniel Hackett. That's, uh, I don't know. Just Google it. They're actually going to have an, a formal announcement of the official full coaching staff in the next couple of days, maybe early next week, and it's just going to be, like, 12 pictures of bald guys. I don't
1: think I've been on the show since Joe Witt was let go, so I feel like I, I need to give him a... Give me a take. No, there's no take. I just want to, like, you know, voice my appreciation for his years of service. And and I, basically all the coaches who got left go, let go, even Zook. <laughs> really? Yeah, he provided the yucks. Nah, he's a water, water yucks. skiing
0: out in, out in Lake Winnebago. He's doing okay.
1: Yeah, no, I just, like, you know... You need a little levity now and again and Ron Zook was always good for a laugh.
0: Uh, was he? He was always good for
1: a... No, I mean not I don't mean his like press conferences. I mean like his the actual performance of the special teams.
0: <laughs> that made you laugh? Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: I like. I don't. I feel like the listenership either has not understood this, or I haven't made it clear. Like I have almost as fun watching a bad football team as I do a good football team.
0: Man, you are a strange beast. Yo,
1: I watched two good football teams play in that Super Bowl. It was awful.
0: Yeah. You also, uh, when you were a hockey fan, watched the worst hockey team, right?
1: It's true. I had one year of watching the worst team on. In it's technically, I believe the third. Worst team, but they were just unwatchable, and I had to watch 82 games of them, and I learned how to amuse myself.
0: Okay, moving on. Yeah. We'll hit a couple news Despair. items here. Yeah, <laughs> The first up, and there's no fun way to transition to this, but I did want to touch on Cole Madison uh, because Michael Cohen actually dropped a piece at The Athletic earlier this week, which shed, shed some light on his situation and really just sort of validated something that I think we all had uh, a hunch about. And that is the the reason for his absence from the team. Um I encourage everyone to go read the read the article. I'm not sure the source is unnamed. His language is not sensitive, but what we did learn was that uh, Cole Madison's absence from the team was indeed um, sort of him reevaluating his career and and life post the tragic suicide of of his teammate and, and good friend, actually. Um, after that depth, um, that player was posthumously diagnosed with CTE, and that obviously is something that, uh, was weighing very heavily on his mind and continues to do so. So, that is, uh, I don't want to say new information, but now confirmed didn't, didn't information. did the article
1: seem to imply that he would be coming back, though? No. Or did I misread it?
0: The source, uh, from what I read, the source, um, that Cohen talked to was not optimistic.
1: Oh, okay. Anyway, whatever Cole Madison decides to do, I hope it is for the best. Totally, for him.
0: totally agree. And uh, I don't know if you if you are out there and you are listening to this podcast and and you are someone who thinks that he needs to like man up, quote unquote, or get over it, or that he is like oh, it's, it's a not waste your to money. A draft pick or it's yeah, not your money, all that stuff. That is
1: that is the fundamental. Like, do not even go there.
0: Yeah. In fact, I would go even a step further and say this is not the show for you. <laughs> for you, I mean, I whatever.
1: Know. Yeah. But it's not your money. Don't don't act like this. it's just like. Don't be a
0: dick. Don't be a dick. Yeah, that's that's like one of our official slogans. I feel like anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, off to a uh, off to a a lighter topic before we get into our cut conversation. Antonio Brown. What about him? Hey, so uh, you know he's had sort of a strange parade of Is public appearances. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, he, he might be losing it. It's true. He does appear to be <laughs> in a weird way, and. He's uh, like-
1: Kanye-esque, almost.
0: Well, well, while a lot of you know what is really going on with, with him and between him and the Steelers kind of remains a mystery, the one thing that he has made crystal clear is that he wants out of there. So now, of course, enter stage left, the cascade of articles out there on the Packers blogosphere detailing the case for trading for Antonio Brown. Um, I think the most even-keeled that I've seen is from Peter Bukowski up um, on our own site at acmepackingcompany.com. The headline is a Packers trade for Antonio Brown is unlikely, but makes sense depending on the price. And I'll quote here, he does, um, Peter goes into a little bit about the contract situation and then he says, quote, trading for Brown presents a pay-as-you-go option for an elite playmaker. If he's annoying, trade him. If he makes it through the year and he wants a new deal and the team doesn't want to pay, cut him. But if he finds a home in Green Bay, one where he feels appreciated and happy, maybe the team gets a player who gives them the receiving impact they need for a reasonable price, end quote. And I think that Peter's use of the word reasonable here is, of course, meant to be relative to Brown's abilities, which are, are still all pro. Do you have a take on that, Ben?
1: Um, I'm looking at a picture that was posted to Twitter by Antonio Brown. Uh when was this, uh, what's today, uh, four days ago, and it's him and, I believe, Post Malone and a guy who looks like Luca Brazzi wearing a tuxedo? That checks out. How, they're standing in a parking lot, it appears. I, I, I'm i going to go with, oh, he's probably at the Grammys, but I'm going to go with a no. <laughs> I, I do not want Antonio Brown. I think he could be a fit in that. I think that he's shown that he can be a very good... Uh, component of a kind of 1A, 1B wide receiver offense, and I think him and Devontae would do great things together. But I just don't think that's really where the team needs like drastic improvement of that sort of type. And I do think the chemistry issue could be uh, somewhat severe. But I'm also, like, I'm kind of on Team Antonio Brown. If it's Antonio Brown versus Ben Roethlisberger, which it kind of seems like it is, like yeah. Ben Roethlisberger, not my favorite.
0: Yeah, that's kind of, I think, a, an undercovered aspect of this whole story is that I, I think that there's some friction there between the wide receiver and the quarterback. And uh, as as odd as Brown's behavior may seem, if it's between the two of them, I'm yeah. taking his side.
1: Yeah, and I just, I also don't believe that you know bringing in a whole new coaching staff i don't feel like it's a useful use of everybody's energy to like deal with kind of integrating a big new ego like deal with the egos you have in the room already
0: what egos there are no egos in the like, packers locker room figure
1: out what you have before you drastically change like i don't i don't i don't see like a, a lot of positives there and i and i don't and i don't mean that necessarily just from a um intangible perspective either like I just I just don't think that he's what the Packers
0: need um on the field
1: just like I don't think Le'Veon Bell would be a good
0: use of the Packers resources right yeah now. agreed as ever Mr. Reasonable ben um Jordy.
1: and and you know my other reason I don't I'm not that interested will will come up in the cut conversation again but I I'm just like I don't see a huge reason to in like free agent wide receiver or trade, traded wide receivers, like usually not that much of, an, of a value add. And, you know, the age curve, he's on the wrong side of the age curve. I'm happy to uh, look elsewhere.
0: All right. We'll leave it at that. And you mentioned the cut conversation. Why don't we just get right into that? You know, this time of year, we've got the combine coming up, uh, the start of free agency in earnest, a little bit later, uh, but kind of what gets lost In the shuffle between the shiny new rookies and the elite free agents are are these players that that get cut. Cap casualties, age casualties, coaching philosophy, change casualties. There's this whole group of players that could wind up on the street, um, and they don't get the sexy articles written about them. And uh, Greg Rosenthal has two pieces up right now at NFL.com. There is one for the AFC and one for the NFC sort of detailing who some of these possible cut candidates are. Uh, it's a fun read, especially in an off-season where there's a, a lot of crap content out there, <laughs> frankly. Uh, so I encourage you guys to go check that out. Um, before we get into who we think might be a good fit for the Packers, should they find themselves in need of a job, I wanted to start with one notable Packer to make this list, and that's Nick Perry. Um we, we know him, some of us love him, some of us don't. He's paid well, he's struggled with injuries, and he has struggled to produce consistently. Ben, is it a foregone conclusion that Perry is, is on the street? I don't think it's a foregone conclusion.
1: I think there's, depending on what is known inside the locker room about his physical condition, yeah. like they could have a totally reasonable expectation that he would perform up to his contract this year when he couldn't last year. I think Matthews is as or more likely a cut candidate. And he's just, I mean, what? what's the, what's the, does it, does it have the savings? $3.3 3 Oh, so there would be a cap savings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, are you really going to do something with $3.9 million that's better than like a fully operational Nick Perry? I don't, probably not, is my <laughs> guess.
0: Uh, knowing the Packers? Hmm, yeah, I <laughs> mean, you
1: know, it's not, it's not, he's not somebody who if they do cut, I'm like super, you know. I'm not frickled, but uh, what are you gonna do?
0: What are they gonna do? That's the <laughs> yeah, question, I mean, that's, and we will that's find the out. Offseason uh, mancha, and we're doing the dance. Moving on, uh, Deshaun Jackson. I thought this was interesting. Also makes Greg Rosenthal's list. He is uh, openly wants out of of Tampa. He can still ball. I think he proved that last year. And the the Packers do have some good young talent at wide receiver, but uh, what do you think about bringing in sort of a plug-and-play veteran that might have some gas left in the tank?
1: I don't think he is the one I would want. No? No. Um, I think he's, what, 32, 33? He's, on the, again, on the wrong side of the age curve. Um, he costs a fair amount of money. I don't know that what he would bring to the table as a deep threat is all that different than what you already have in Marquez Valdez-Scanting, and I definitely don't think he's... uh all that different from what you'd get in uh, Tyrell Williams or, hmm. you know, a younger, cheaper threat. But, like, you know, I just don't see that much of a value add there for the Packers. I have been on Team Equanimous St. Brown for a while, and I'm still, like, pretty standing on that team. I think of all the receivers, I think he's the one to take a, a quote-unquote second-year leap. Can we if, say that now? I don't now know if that's McCarthy's- still a thing, but, I mean... <laughs> And I think that MVS is, is, you know, also a fine deep threat.
0: You stand these young guys, man. I don't
1: see... I'm trying to think of what we know of LeFleur's uh, offenses. Like, he didn't have that much of a deep threat in Tennessee, and his offense wasn't really built around that at all. And in San Francisco, if he was there two years ago, which I think he was, he had Marquise Goodwin. Who would be interesting to go back and look at his? But yeah, I just I don't see the pack Like again, it's like it's 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 the same thing with with Antonio Bryant, but to like a lesser extent. It's like I just don't see the value added, and I'm probably higher than most fans on Equinemius St. Brown. I do think the Packers may well take a second round Ted Thompson wide receiver special.
0: He's still a scout for them, apparently. <laughs> yeah,
1: and uh, and I don't have a problem with that. But I don't, I don't see a lot of value in these kind of bolt-on acquisitions. Okay. As I am now a financial journalist who says things like bolt-on acquisitions.
0: These Michael bolt-on acquisitions. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry. The, uh, Sorry. No, it's okay.
0: Had to do it. The, another interesting name that I saw was Raiders guard Kalechi Osemele. Uh, could be a bit of a Jari Evans situation. You know, he's solid enough, but getting older, if he gets cut he could uh come into green bay and maybe spell some of those question marks that we saw at the position last year.
1: That would like those are the kind of pickups that make more sense. Like where a team cuts somebody at a position where you are either you want them to be competing for a starting job but not necessarily like given the starting job, you know what i mean? Yeah. And that you also have a backup at a position of like i just don't see Deshaun fitting that, but i think you know, a good old older, healthy guard that fills in the spot that you had penciled, you know, Cole Madison in or whoever, um, or whoever they take this year, because it's probably, they're probably almost definitely going to take some big uglies early in the drafts. So, yeah, I think that that would make more sense yeah. to me.
0: Can't argue with that.
1: I mean, Muhammad Wilkerson, is that a name that you want?
0: Well, I mean, he's not on that list because he's no, I not know, under but contract. I'm,
1: I know, but I'm like, I'm, I'm asking. Is that a name that you want the Packers to bring back?
0: Uh, yes. I'm gonna say yes.
1: I mean, he'll be cheaper than he was last time, yep. right? Like it's zero risk. Bring him in. Much. Yeah,
0: he was really coming on before he got that injury. Yeah, you know, he was he, fine. was. he was quiet in the in the preseason, and we were kind of all wringing our hands, like, "Oh, is this a, a waste of a little bit of money?" And um, he turned it on in the regular season, and it was unfortunate to see him go down. So I would like to see him get another chance. Yeah,
1: I mean, and I, I guess the real the real the real uh, priority's got to be uh, Bashad Breland, right? Like that's the.
0: You'd think so. I think so. But I feel like the the pulse that I'm getting from from the Packers blogosphere is uh, some some tepid feelings about Breland. I don't know. I like him from the bloggers or from the team. From the bloggers and the fans. Ah, well, that's dumb.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I mean, look, I like Tony Brown as much as the next guy. I like Tony Brown probably a lot more than the next
0: guy. Always quick to call but, the general public dumb. But
1: I don't see how you can bitch about the secondary on this team for years yeah. and finally have, a, a, like, bitch about the secondary, bitch about free agency, bitch about, like, everything about the way this team was run yeah. that Breland answers in one season and then be like, okay, cool, moving on. Um, like, like, Jair Alexander's great. So is Breland.
0: Yeah, like, more. what is
1: the downside? Anyway.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't say he's great, but he's very solid, and they they should want him on the team. Exceedingly
1: solid and yeah. was, like, the only reason to watch the team in the last five games of the season.
0: You know what? I think that that is the designation. He is exceedingly solid. Yeah, which is... Great.
1: Much more than you can say about the Packers secondary in yeah. a lot of recent seasons.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, teams that are deep in the... Like, D- deep in their secondaries, they have second, third, and fourth guys that are all exceedingly Like, we're solid. all of
1: these people being like, eh, I don't care what happens if we said Devon House. Like, I don't think they were, I don't mm-hmm. remember that yeah. being a chorus last season, so yeah. I don't understand why that chorus would come up now.
0: Yeah. No clue. Who else? What do we got? Jimmy
1: Graham, I guess, is a big question.
0: <sighs> Jimmy Graham. Yeah, I, I mean, know. that's another <laughs> one where it's like, over it's, it. it's
1: like, do you just kind of see? I think, I think you have to let him try again, and you have to draft a tight end. There's just not much behind him.
0: There's there's not much behind him. What about that big mountain of a man, Big Bob Tanyan?
1: I like Big Bob Tanyan. Yeah. But he's not, you know, with a again, there's a good tight end class this year, not as good as two years ago.
0: What are the odds that the Packers use a draft pick on someone you think is a good tight end prospect? Reasonable. Reasonable. Right. Yeah. Two Iowa guys. Second round. All right. Could be worth it. A couple of big guys from the cornfields. Also
1: because I think that LaFleur's offenses like Johnny Smith and came on at the end of last season uh yeah I think like a good an actual solid hybrid like yeah. blocking passing tight end that yeah. I think there are in the draft this year I think is a reasonable thing for the Packers yeah to I think one
0: for. one thing that will become evident is the the ways in which Lafleur's tight end usage uh Will be very different from what we've seen from McCarthy the last few years.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, what was Mercedes Lewis doing last season? Like, there's a lot of question marks about tight end that you're just kind of like, what? And I think that no matter what the well, to hear
0: Mercedes Lewis tell it, he was doing what McCarthy told him to do. Oh yeah, no, no, working. no, I don't. I wasn't blaming.
1: <laughs> I wasn't blaming Mercedes Lewis. Gotcha. I, I mean, he wasn't even on the field most of the time. Right. So I don't understand. To me, that was a, like that was one of my favorite offseason acquisitions. And then the Packers were just kind of like, who's that? Like, yeah. I mean, God knows what this team will actually look like in a couple months. But stick around and find out, I guess.
0: Every every few months we'll be back. with Yeah, I feel, I
1: feel like there was some news that we were like should have gotten. Oh, I guess we could have talked about the Super Bowl, but that was just
0: garbage. Oh, man.
1: No. But like, was there no. any? Oh, there's the it's a- like it never a- happened. AAF, American Allegiance of a- Alliance? Alliance.
0: Yeah, the D League. That seemed all right. <laughs> I didn't watch any of Trent it.
1: Trent Richardson was there.
0: Uh, the only thing that I picked up from that was that uh, Hackenberg was awful.
1: There And wait, who's uh, the, the one of the Packers starting running backs this season was out there? Or maybe last season. Buñon. Bu-ya. Oh, really? Joel Buñon. Yeah, he was like a practice
0: squad player. Yeah, and he got some reps. Yeah, okay. Great. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, good, good for him. Good for him.
1: J. Elliott was out there, I think.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. All right. Now we're getting into AAF. I think now it's time to poke. The combine is going to be is going to be coming up. I don't think that Tex Western is going to be doing his his usual thing at the combine. He's going to be traveling this year, so we'll do some pre-draft content. Maybe we'll see if we can get Jake Jake Ogden, Seeds of Jake, back on the show. We will rely, as we often do, on the expertise of other people. To tell us what to look for in the draft because by then, like,
1: I won't even know what football is. Yeah. like, it's just it's like a ship getting smaller <laughs> in the distance.
0: Oh my god, I'm and exhausted. you'll have a move, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We're like spiraling off the axes, it's
0: true. We're going on, we're going off the rails here, but I promise there will be periodically this offseason Packers related content uh, until we uh, all converge coalesce as the season gets underway, the preseason and all that.
1: The number crunchers at SB Nation are like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Like, who are these dudes? And <laughs> these why do we jokers. let them have these, this?
0: It's just like,
1: <laughs> well, let me tell you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know why you have us.
0: Me neither. I think that's a wrap. Yeah. All right, guys. We will We will see you next time. I can't tell you when next time will be. Maybe in a couple weeks. At the APC pod on Twitter. That is the best place to, to find out when our next episode is going to be. Or better yet, subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. That'll that'll give you a nice little nudge when we have our next episode. Uh, thank you to Ben Foldy, at Ben Foldy, at Zach Rapport, at Alex Patakis, who is not here. Thank you to Amber Watson for making us sound better than we have any right to. And we will see you guys next time on the APC Podcast.